0: morning mike how you doing happy friday steve happy friday indeed feels like it's been a long week
1: it has it has but uh <laughs> are you excited for a the weekend more upbeat your big mike plans P today yes absolutely looking no forward mike to P it today how's the end of what is it now two weeks of isolation working from home now i'm mostly in my two, third two week. weeks i'm on or my third, third week,
0: week. yeah okay. um yeah i think third week yeah that was the last time i've been in the office um i'd say total isolation for a week i, I went out to the stores last friday but uh so i'm on a, i'm on my one week total isolation at the moment um so i, I restarted the the count uh, after going to the store so are you what feeling are pretty good weeks? you get, get out for a run this morning i didn't i went for a walk i went for a walk this morning uh, i need to get to some air but uh no, I didn't run this morning. I'll try and get out sometime later today. If, if I can get away from the work, the workload just, uh, continues to grow, but, uh, that's, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. I want to ask you about that and maybe explore your, your life as a workplace leader. And I think some of those insights that you can share about how you're managing things at work will be helpful. In fact, I, I had a great conversation on my live stream earlier this week and, um, some of my guests were were cautiously optimistic uh looking forward you know nobody can predict the future you know in fact uh just before we went live here you, you seem like you're the one who needs a little bit of a boost today so i'm prepared <laughs> with some uh, inspirational quotes for you
0: steve when you're ready no good i'm 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 glad no 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 and uh sorry if it was uh, a little bit of a debbie Donner, so to speak but uh that's certainly not uh uh that's certainly not where I am, and it's more of just reading some of the the numbers that come out uh, overnight. You know, uh, three point three million claiming unemployment this month. That's just crazy. That crazy is devastating. From, uh, yeah, that that you know, is hard to know, a high. It's hard just, to uh, uh,
1: uh, Hard to process those those numbers, but hopefully it's temporary. Hopefully it is a, it is something again. I, I want to strike that balance between the two extremes. Remember yesterday, I said that I thought that our previously polarized world, whether it was about politics or talking about Star Wars, you had the, the extreme one end or the extreme other end. And uh, I thought that was going away. I thought we were coming together unified, but the more I read social media, the more I hear some news reports, you seem to still have that polarization either. This is the end of the world, the numbers the models that are showing millions of deaths and all this thing's gonna be coming to tr- truth. And if anything you talk about the economy is just, you're, you're asking for you know people to die, that's horrible. Yeah, the other extreme that said, this is nothing, nothing's happening. It's a, it's a hoax. Uh, it's just like the flu. I think both are, are wrong and we need to find that kind of nuanced yeah. balance. And I, I see some statistics, I see some data coming in. I know my big concern in these first couple of weeks have been about the lack of data and uh, <clears throat> we're still a long way from having all the information we need, but what do you, what do you, um, obviously you're right in New York city in that area. Uh, that's the hotspot. That's where the numbers are, are pretty Pretty bad, but I even Governor Cuomo yesterday said that he's um, right at this moment. They have enough beds, they have enough ventilators. He's just projecting out to where we'll need to be, and and I think that's what what Americans are good at: rallying around, getting us uh, out of tough situations. What do you think?
0: Uh, no, no, no doubt. When you talk about you know Americans and they're sort of uh, upbeat, get at them, get stuff done, right? Absolutely. Um, what's interesting is you hear all these positive messages coming from the politicians. I don't know if you saw the new york times basically got into a new york hospital where they also did an interview with a nurse who basically was saying that what's been reported and the reality are very very different so and and the nurse that or the doctor that did it actually did it from a place of we want to tell people so that we get the resources required um they're already starting to feel fatigued um and it was come from that place not necessarily to shoot people down in a sense of you know openly um critique what the government and what the local governors and mayors and that are doing but really just to give the public an opinion you've got that and, and to your point where we we aspire to learn what is that right balance right where, where actually are we on the curve so to speak i actually watched a video i've put a link to it in the description of the video oh, cool. um it was from dr peter atia he's uh Somebody I listen to, he's very articulate. Um, He does a lot of research. This is a guy who wears um, uh, constant monitors, reports it out, and so on and so forth. And basically, you know, gives his opinion on things that he's found. So in the link, he actually references a article that was put out by the New York Times yesterday that is a model that you can play with as an individual. So Mm -hmm. you can run the variables, so temperature... How long people stay in containment? Um, you know, how many, how often, how long the isolation period is is kept. Also, how many people we transfer it to, um, and then he, he basically runs through a math formula, a math graph that he put together um, to show the different variables. Really, really interesting. So i will put links yeah. to his video and also to the New York Times article. So people, obviously, after once we're finished with this, obviously people can then go and take a look at it. But it's it's fascinating, and you know, I encourage people to. To follow uh, dr peter he's, he's he's an immensely bright guy um but it, it what was really interesting and fascinating from that was his key his key thing that is the key variable as he put it was how many people whether you're symptomatic or asymptomatic you transfer it to that's the key thing um and there's nothing that he sort of concludes that is out there that sort of helps us understand what that is but he runs through all the various scenarios so it's a great tool to to watch, to listen, to learn, um, but yeah, to your point, that's,
1: that's one of the hardest things to get your hands around. Right? Is we don't know yeah. the data about that yet. I think we'll a year from now, two years from now, we'll be able to look back and get a better sense. But uh, I love that more data, more more models that are adjustable. Because that's the thing. I'm I'm seeing some of the early models that were were very very scary uh, being re looked at. In fact, the gentleman from Oxford or over in the UK. I, you, I know you're on top in the UK news. Uh, has reevaluated his model that kind of got things started in this whole lockdown a couple weeks ago, where he was predicting millions of deaths and and so forth. And and now, based on and I hope it's because of the social isolation, the the distancing is working. Uh, there's some evidence beginning to come out here in Virginia. I'm I'm in the D.C. area, and I live in Virginia, so I was looking at some Virginia stats, and the um, we have a little under 500 cases. It's it's obviously there's many parts of this country that are not like New York, not like Seattle, not like California uh, because of the dense population you've got it, are dealing with there. We're a more spread out, but, but Northern Virginia is pretty, pretty packed. And we've been shut down for a couple of weeks now. And I'm hoping, cause I've saw, I saw that we reached the peak in new cases seven days ago. And ever since it's been, it's been going mm. down for the last seven days. So that's why I say there's some hopeful news out there. No,
0: that's good. These tactics
1: are, are starting to work. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. And, and I, I trust that there again, smarter people than I looking at all this information and, and making some decisions about you know how long to continue, the complete lockdown, the, the, the easing in certain parts of the country that maybe can go back to work in, in the coming weeks and months, and, and then the longer-term strategy. And uh, that's where I wanted to turn it to kind of workplace and, and the longer-term vision. I don't expect you to, to be a uh, prognosticator, but I know you're, you're dealing, you're busy every day making plans. Are you guys talking about what things look like at your workplace when you get back to, to the new normal and the, the gradual return to uh, some type of a
0: normal uh, existence in the office? Um, uh, I'm trying to think how to to answer this, you know, as as honestly as I can, right? Um, We're talking about, well, what happens if this goes for one, three, six, nine months, right? That's sort of the viewpoint. Also, what does it mean for um, the organization? if it goes on for that length of time and then we come back to the office, right? So obviously if things are shut down for a month, then things can get back to normality or the new normality relatively quickly, right? Where obviously if things are six months delayed or nine months delayed, that's a little more challenging because you then have to start looking at your infrastructure, right? From a utility perspective, do you need to keep the lights on? Do you have to keep all our servers running? Generator backups, all these different things. How do you, how do you manage those things? Security personnel, right? How do you, you know, manage your security personnel given yeah. each location? How do you do this? So there's a lot of those conversations, and obviously that's where the leadership team is given direction. And as I mentioned a couple of days ago, it's, you know, it's my responsibility is to provide information to the leadership, answer questions that they may have, and then take direction from them so that's sort of where our position is i haven't the top chats have not yet happened about does our workplace remain the same do our workplace standards remain the same you know once the new normality come comes to play um we haven't got there yet um i think once um once this sort of passes um or we get closer to perhaps employees returning to the offices then perhaps that becomes a conversation
1: yeah, and that'll be interesting to see. I know all organizations are dealing with that. I know, uh, you know, those are those are the tough decisions. And again, it's really early on to make those decisions, but but beginning to see the data come in and uh, it's, it's overwhelming um, the amount of information, these models and stuff. But I just imagine, and I'm trying to put myself as a human being in that position of walking back into an office, walking back into a conference, an IFMA meeting, a Cornet meeting, Think about the new protocols in place the new standards and what will we do i think we'll, we will get back to a, a happy place of face-to-face human interaction i i believe that because we are creatures that want to be in contact with others personally and, and that's so important to me but again heightened awareness i've always had it we talked about this yesterday of of uh, you know being mindful of of maybe not going places when you're sick will be more of a priority i wonder if uh, corporations mm-hmm. and Organizations and and governments will will uh, put more uh, guidelines out of, just to kind of let people know you know and maybe people their awareness is already at, to a point where they will be smart about not interacting. If they, know, if I, they I think
0: I think sick. most organizations have always been very clear. If you're not sick, don't come to the office. Yeah, I think organizations have been clear. I think employees have um, ignored those um, requests because. You know, no one wants to show that they're vulnerable, that they're weak uh, in, you know, in, in any way that they're sick.
1: Yeah, it's a culture question, right? Yeah. And so maybe that's part both yeah. sides. It's the organization's culture. The, the leadership sends a message. I, I don't want to call out Elon Musk, but he puts himself out there, you know, in the weeks leading up to the, the shutdown out in California. I think he, he put out a memo to his team that said, you know, if you're feeling sick, don't come to work, but I'll be here that kind of thing, you know, so it's a mixed message. It's, it's like, well, if I want to keep my job, maybe I still, I still need to get into work. So, um, I, I think, again, and good, I'm not, yeah. I'm not putting him on the spot, but those types yeah. of things are, are subtle messages that we all as work,
0: workplace leaders will deliver to our teams and to our organizations. But I think what this, this has shown us is so individuals can now, if you're not feeling hundred percent can work from home, can work, Stay contained until one feels hundred percent, and then you can go back to the office environment. And I think what what this has demonstrated that organizations can continue. Uh, yes, productivity may have decreased somewhat um, for a number of people, but I think for a lot of people it hasn't. If anything, their productivity has had to increase because the demands have actually increased because of what's going on. You take the whole workplace um, industry, you know, uh, you take yeah. all the departments that one we support or two that I sort of we work alongside with our technology, you know, um, technology team, our, our, our human resources team, our finance teams, you know, all those people come together because the the organization wants so much information to make informed decisions. So actually the workload is really increased. Um, I think for a lot of, a lot of those, those teams. So, um, and, and, and I know that my demands of the, Service providers who support me, especially my brokers at the moment, because we're evaluating all sorts of scenarios, so it's like urgent requests. Now I can only imagine that they're getting those urgent requests from a plethora of customers. Uh, so yeah, it's highly supporting those folks as well. So I think this is a time when the industry will be pulling together and supporting each other, all in the spirit of helping organizations make informed decisions, help the leaders of those organizations make informed decisions.
1: Yeah, I hope so, because I've always been a guy who promotes partnership and collaboration and the partnership, meaning not just in, internally between departments, but also externally with our contractors and our yeah. vendor relationships. And, and we're all in this together uh, going yeah. forward. And, and there, there are really a lot of folks st- struggling out there in the near term here, um, unable or, or you know, yeah unable to do their work, essentially, because obviously the, the built environment is is pretty much on lockdown. So yeah. I'm I'm so, kind of excited to hear your opinion as we go forward. Not today, yeah, and, and not yeah. maybe next week, but as things become more strategic about, all right, we're going to try to open on X date. Not putting you on the spot, but what what does it look like a month from now, or six months from now, and what what changes will you make in workplace strategy? What, does activity based working uh, become more uh, the norm? Is it uh, again? You mentioned working from home and having that ability. Yeah. Video conferencing is obviously ramped up incredibly. There's going to be some investments that need to be made to build out that infrastructure if that's going to continue. Yeah. And um what, what else? Just just like I've so,
0: heard I mean, so, no, so what I was say is, like you know, there's yeah, know there's there's you and I having our conversation and we can give our perspectives. But I'd love to know, you know, anyone who watches who watches these videos, you know, what what are your organizations doing? What things are you saying? how can we take that information and share that so that the whole community is more informed because yes, we look at it through a lens of, you know, I got to look at it through the lens of, of, of my organization, but at the same time is like, I'd love to be able to provide perspectives of what other people are doing. So what are all the strategies that people are saying service providers, you know, um, what are you seeing in the industry? Now I know there's a plethora of, um, uh, plethora seems to be my word of the day today yeah man. everybody's um,
1: got a word of the day unprecedented to yeah, yeah, yeah. my word
0: this week so i mean we have so many webinars um and it's really hard to sort of keep track of those webinars and some of them yeah. i've seen are phenomenal topics and um, that i absolutely want to get to but it's just it's just try- so hard to keep up with it so what i want to, to love do yeah what i'd love to do is if people are prepared to if they record them, they can send it to me and I can put them on open source WordPress. I'll publish them all for you so people can come and watch them after and, and allow allow people to watch them at their own at their own pace because most webinars are set up between 12 and or, or 1 p.m. starts. And uh, that's really tough because you have so many and you're having to make decisions, but also same time internally you have so many meetings. I had five or six webcasts I wanted to watch yesterday, but I had meetings at those times. So sure you just so I miss them or I know they can send out you know links later but at the same time i'd like to watch it at my own pace what i also love about youtube is you can watch it at twice the speed or 1.5 times the speed which is where i like to i like to watch i was going to ask you actually as we do talk the about the chipmunk's going to the
1: steven mike's uh, the chipmunk yeah version?
0: well it's so, possible do you, do you listen to uh youtube and i podcasts can't. i don't at want to speed? no i
1: i don't i love hearing the natural voices the oh you do you watch at normal speed i do I do. I know some people do. I know that on podcasting that that's obviously an option, but for me, I'm, I'm eavesdropping on a conversation. And if it's, Mm -hmm. if it's not sounding like a natural, real, authentic human to human interaction, I, it loses Mm -hmm. something for me, but that's what teach their own. Those tools are there for less time. I want to get get the information in quickly.
0: Interesting. Just read it, read the
1: transcript at that point. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> no that's interesting um no because I watch everything at 1.5 um there'll be some shows that I watch at 1.75 or 2. um really all depends wow. on how slow the pace or the topic is obviously why well, do no something... you talk so fast sorry you always say you're
1: always talking so fast that's... I,
0: I do talk so fast and maybe that's the reason why I can I, I listen at that speed but uh, I, I listen to audiobooks at that pace as well um and that's why so I could spend an hour watching the newscast live on tv or I can watch it at normal speed for 20 minutes on YouTube, or I can watch it at 1.5 and get through it in about 13 minutes. And I, and I get all the same information I'm able to absorb. And don't get me wrong, if there's something that's important, I'll stop, I'll pause, I'll rewind. Um, but it allows me to get through so much, so much faster. you know. But anyway, it's interesting. Watching.
1: It's like speed reading. I never was able to get understand that whole speed reading concept, You know, read the first the top of the words. You're, you're reading the top of the words or listening at, at, at speed. Like the FedEx well, commercial. It, it did you, 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 not, did you our, not see yeah.
0: the study? There was a study that was actually done that if you had uh, each sentence, right? So they put a paragraph of uh, of text, and the first word of a sentence, the last word of a sentence, and the middle word of a sentence was coherent all the way through the text, and people could read it. It didn't matter what you put in between the different words. It could be gobbledygook, but in essence, it was if you read it. The human brain could understand it because that's how we read. That's how we, yeah. ing, you know, ingest information. We don't take every single word, and that's why whenever I talk, I skip so many words. <laughs> <laughs> They're also superfluous.
1: There's my big there you SAT go. word today. Some of those words are just not necessary.
0: No, I know. So, so yesterday we mentioned the hashtag, uh, you know, make me smile. Yeah. Um, which, which was great. I came across another one this morning, and uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of it yet. Uh, clap for careers. Our carers no. are clap for carers. So in essence, it started in the UK. So um, what they're trying to do at 8 p.m. each evening is people uh, publicly clap their hands for carers uh, for the NHS National Health Service workers in the UK. Um, cool. And you've got people like David Beckham, Rod Stewart, all putting this all out on Twitter to showcase and give thank you to the the carers. I thought it's a great, it's a great thing, great thing to see, and great thing to watch.
1: Really good. That reminds me of yeah. that uh, doctor. Uh, not Dr. Seuss, I was going to say Dr. Seuss, but Mr. Rogers quote, I shared with you on our live stream a couple of weeks ago about yeah. look for the helpers, right? You know, and those are the ones that are always rising up during times of crisis and uh, there's something comforting and they need to be acknowledged and recognized. So yeah, that's great. So how are you doing uh, heading into the weekend? You know, here we are a few days into our daily live stream uh, conversation couple weeks into our into our new reality of, of work from home. Are you holding up? Okay. And yeah. in isolation, because the mental health aspect of this is something I'm going to start exploring next week on my I office live stream. And, and I'm excited to have some guests who are really expert in that area of well being stress management. Are you handling the stress? Okay.
0: Yeah, no, I, I uh, I'm good in a sense of unfortunate. Uh, Obviously, I have my day job and then I have open source workplace, and that keeps me keeps me busy. So while a lot of people will struggle on the weekends um, because of just not working, I think a lot of people find work a great distraction at the moment. Um, so with open source workplace, I spend most of my weekends working on open source workplace. So it's it's a great outlet. Um, and then obviously keeping myself active and uh, keeping myself feeling healthy. Man, I don't know about you, man, but my my skills seem to be getting wrong each morning. <laughs> Every day yeah. they seem to be going up more and more, and I don't understand why. <laughs> I've
1: always been a comfort food, you know, oh, food man. therapy type guy, so I have to watch that. But I've been since the beginning of the year, I've been on kind of a more mindful diet. I should I should say, and it's it, it helped me because I heading into this situation, I was I was on a, on a good trend, and I'm trying to keep down there. Yeah. But, but I went well, for a run always, yesterday. I used to, uh, <laughs>
0: I used to follow a, um, a, a, an eating schedule of uh, one eating window. So basically, you, know, you set a time period where you eat. What I'm finding these days, though, that eating when it goes from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. just eating all day long, it's just it's all good for me. That's the window, just a big, yeah. big window. I like yeah. that. One I day, to... It's a one
1: window day. I, I go yeah. from 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. Uh, and then I eat as much as I want during that period. But the rest yeah. of the time, I fast. Yeah. Um, But running is something that I've found is the weather's turning here. It's becoming more spring like in in northern Virginia. I was out for a run last night. So many people out walking around, but then everybody kind of keeping that distance from each other as you pass by. And and how did you feel? How did
0: you feel when you saw people? What was your emotional reaction?
1: Well, again, I I become like, I don't worry about myself. I worry about them. I saw some older folks out walking and I wanted to show this respect. So I would wave and then like, deliberately go that, you know, big roundabout to avoid, yeah. you know, brushing up against their space. The funny story was, and, and I just got to, you know, laugh about it because I can't worry about such things, but there's a guy coming, older guy, and I'm jogging towards him. He's walking and I didn't notice it at the time, but as I got close, I did my little, my little roundabout, got about six feet away, but I went right through a cloud of his cigar smoke. So he was out <laughs> smoking a cigar and he must've puffed it in the air right as I was going by. And I smelled, you know, that very distinct, Cigar yeah. smoke smell. Uh, I hope coronavirus is not transmittable uh, via smoke. <laughs> any any evidence of that, so, Steve? I have to worry about. Yeah.
0: Say it again. Any
1: evidence you've seen about smoke? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, it,
0: no evidence, but actually, there's been no definitive uh, again, answers no stating that it doesn't. Right, uh, yeah. and that's that's probably is. Uh, as bleak news for you as uh... I was going to say,
1: but I can't worry about that. I can't let my <laughs> no, mind go can. there
0: because we I think I we, we
1: lose our, our sense of, of yeah. sa- sanity. You can't walk, yeah. if, if you go through this life walking around looking at every invisible germ on every surface, you won't be able to function. So we've always lived in, you know, for thousands of years, we've had bacteria and virus around us and, and we're adaptable. This is just a unique situation. We will get through this. We'll find a vaccine. We'll develop. Uh, you know, that vaccine, it may take a year or more, two years, whatever it is, but we have the scientists working overtime to get those antibodies, you know, those treatments, they're trying different things. Anytime you feel overwhelmed by the data, and I know I do too, or overwhelmed by the news, I should say, understand that the data is still coming in. And as the data comes in, all those models that are projecting the worst case scenario will be adjusted. And it, it doesn't account for that innovation, that human you know, ability to adapt and innovate and, and, and I think when I hear about the shortages of beds or the shortages of ventilators, the potential for that, there's really, I, I know that, that I saw that video you were referencing from the New York hospital and, and it's right, to, you know, let's see, you know, we I think the, the news sensationalizes the, the worst case scenario and that's what we, we're attracted to is it's like that, my dad calls it the uh, rubbernecking mm-hmm. principle, you know, we all mm-hmm. look at the car wreck as we go by. And uh, I think we all are, are drawn by that and they're trying to get our eyeballs on their newscasts, not to diminish it, not to say it's not serious and, and very real, because it is, but, but taking that more holistic view. And, and I, I love when I hear people you know, you find that balance we talked about. You know, In fact, I quoted um, when I was promoting our OSW daily, and that's the hashtag folks, right? Hashtag OSW, hashtag OSW daily, to get people aware of this conversation each day. Um, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, the other day I, I used a quote from him, and, and he's one of those doctors like Dr. Fauci, and, and, and the, uh, I'm going to look up the doctor you recommended earlier, but I, I love these, these minds who are just very, uh, you know, they're not going to sugarcoat it, they're going to give you the facts when they're real, but they're also not going to, you know, sensationalize things unnecessarily if they don't have to. And, and, and Dr. Gupta said, we must find the right balance between panic and denial. You can only stay calm by sticking to the facts. So again, one extreme is panic, one extreme is denial. I wanna find that, that balance where I really get a sense of what's going on. And also, uh, I am a, I'm an optimistic guy. You know, Yesterday's show, I was a little bit more uh, negative Nelly because I had been overwhelmed by some of those sensational reports. But, but when, I, when I see some, some of the you know, things going on and some of the progress being made, I can be more positive and optimistic as we head into the weekend. So happy go. Friday and, and cheers.
0: Yeah, you know, absolutely. Happy Friday! You got plans for your weekend, no,
1: I'm going to catch up on some things. You know, first of all, tomorrow I'm going to t- totally turn my brain off. On Saturday, I think I've I've got to be the one to take that day, watch some mm-hmm. some uh, TV. In fact, that's what we're doing on our other live stream. We should do it here. Is, is make uh, escape from reality recommendations? You know, what are you listening to? What are you watching? Mm-hmm. What uh, movies, what TV shows are you, are you uh, using just to take your mind off of things? So that's, that's what Saturday is all about. My wife will usually recommend something good. She recommended that Mr. Rogers documentary a couple of weeks ago, which which made me cry. And I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. It's, it was really a, a, a kinder, gentler time when I was growing up. And, and he was this, this um, very calming influence on uh, the culture. And then last weekend, I watched uh, The Help, that Steven Spielberg film about the... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the uh, '60s and the the helpers, the uh, African American mostly women who were were serving in the, in the South. It was based in Alabama, and this woman who wrote a, a book about telling their stories, letting the, the help tell their stories of what it was like. And it, it was during that whole civil rights movement. Very very well acted. I think it won a bunch of Academy Awards. So I recommend that. How about you? Do you have any? You know, you're not a big movie guy or, or not a big TV watcher, right? But do you do, no, what do you I'm do not to relax? Really.
0: No, not really. Or what I'll do is I'll watch the same things over and over again. Um, I like to watch movies where I can watch, fall asleep, wake up, and know exactly where I am. You know. Um, <laughs> I also, but my my big escape is my my soccer, right? My football. That's that's my big escape. Ah. And obviously, with 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 nothing being played at the moment, um, yeah. my weekend will be spent. You know, probably watching. You know, previous previous days, you know. Uh they were airing like, like
1: old golf tournaments, old basketball games, old baseball yeah. games, just to just to have something to watch that uh yeah, yeah. again
0: to your things. point though it's just an opportunity to switch the brain off, right? Yeah. Um you know um but uh but yeah but that's the weekends weekends are for that so hopefully uh I hope you get the chance to to switch off. Um all right we got a couple minutes before uh, we have to switch off you know,
1: our live stream today. Any any final words for the audience here? who will be watching and those that are going to start joining us live on a regular basis. Thank you. Share this video. Yeah. If you can, no, please uh, do. what's great about yeah. YouTube, like you said, it's out there, it lives on. We've, we've gotten people uh, commenting later in the day as they, as they watch. And I hope you become a part of this conversation. We'd love to utilize the chat and make it more interactive in the coming weeks and months. But final thoughts, Steve.
0: Um, no, I just look, thank you to you for, 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 uh, agreeing to, to do this. I think it's great. I'm enjoying the conversations with you. It's a, a very thank chilled, you. relaxed way to open the morning. Um, thanks to Alec in the background who is doing a phenomenal job of putting, piecing this together, allowing us to, to take care of this, you know, and, um, you know, let's, let's, let's jump on the hashtags, make me smile and, and clap for carers, you know? So, you know, do take a little photo video and, uh, and put it out there. Um, and, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's show all these folks who are on the front lines, who are prepared to step out there and take care of us all and, uh, show our appreciation for that. Absolutely. I love it. What about you? I love
1: inspirational quotes too, folks. If you've got some during these difficult times, we need to, you know, they're so they're, they're, what did, what did Zig Ziglar say? Steve, uh, motivation is like bathing. You need it daily. You need to you need you need to do it daily. Something like that, where it's like we we are always coming off of uh, uh, highs and lows. So you know, yeah. th- sometimes people say, "Oh, those quotes are just silly and, and trite," but but every little one I hear just sometimes brings me back to a, a perspective that allows, allows things to go forward in a in a good way. So I, I give you uh, Yoda. Is, I'm using my Yoda mug this morning. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Uh, <clears throat> ah. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> he doesn't laugh at that moment in the movie, but Very that's good. something that uh, good. certainly makes me Very happy. Good. Go watch Star Wars, folks. Have a great weekend.
0: All right, take care. See
1: ya.